everybody. Welcome to another episode of Movie Talks and Chill. We are your hosts. I'm Tony Serrato. Hi, I'm Gavin Butts. I'm Patrick Wall. And in this episode, I'm going to turn it over to Patrick here, who came up with the idea, to tell us what we're talking about today. Well, this episode, we're going to um, pull what's called the Sideways Mary. A.K.A. we're going to pull a con job. <laughs> I was going to say, I once dated a girl named Mary. She went sideways <laughs> a couple times. <laughs> That's way too much information. And here we go. <laughs> <laughs> and away we go. And they're off. <laughs> no, but we're going to talk about con artist movies. Um, so they always come up with fun nicknames for the types of jobs they're pulling. Like the Sideways Mary or the Ant Mike or something like that. I mean, they're just genuinely fun. Yep. We've all seen them like Ocean's Eleven, Ocean's mm-hmm. Twelve. Uh, catch me if you can, and you know, I we thought it would be a great idea. Hey, the guy gets to Susan B. Anthony at the end. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> would you go through that for that? No, I'd do it uh, not for three. I'd do it for four, though. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, generally, um, the best part about the con movies are the terminology that they come up with right. for the types of jobs that they're pulling. It's very clever, mm-hmm. I would say. Um, and I don't, I really want actual corn artists to use these terms but something tells me there's a writer in a dark room in the basement of Hollywood coming up with them. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, sometimes the writers or the filmmakers, they partner up with people who've done this stuff and it's Mm -hmm. really good. Yeah, they're called consultants. Yeah. (laughs) Consultants. Yes. Yes. Console and they Yeti. only talk. <laughs> you want a fresh one? <laughs> they only talk about things that are above the statute of limitations. Yeah, yes. Yep. <laughs> yes. Just speaking code, you're fine. Now, hypothetically, if we were going to do this, how well, would you do this? <laughs> you <laughs> well, see that air duct? <laughs> yeah, this is all well. wrong. <laughs> speaking hypothetically only, and I mean strictly hypothetically, if we were to do this, not saying we were, but if we were and hypothetically in that situation, then this is exactly how we would do it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Twice. <laughs> so um let me start it off by saying catch me if you can is my favorite con movie um i i think leonardo dicaprio should have won his oscar from that movie instead of like 10 years later with the the wilderness movie he did like, oh catch- uh was that right not ragnarok uh ravaged or something yeah, yeah, yeah something like that but um catch me if you can was a fantastic movie. super good movie yeah, yeah. absolutely frank abagnale jr <laughs> And um, he's an unsub. The unsub is a kid. He likes comic books. <laughs> he talked about the Yankees. Freaking <laughs> um, There is. It's an unofficial um, um, continuation, but the show White Collar that was on um, USA basically had the same plot premise. Like, where the movie ends where he starts working for the FBI, mm-hmm. and like, oh, this check is forged. You can tell by this and this and this. Yeah. Basically, that's where White Collar the show starts. Like, mm-hmm. they're working with a con artist to solve, you know, White Collar crimes. Um, and it's basically, they almost have the same exact backstory. Like, the FBI, like, I caught you um, forging checks and trying to fly planes and stuff like that. Um, I just, it's amazing. <laughs> um, yeah, when he's, like, sitting there trying to figure out, I was like, how'd you... How'd you cheat on a bar exam? I didn't. I studied for six weeks and I passed. <laughs> it's like, shit. <laughs> it's as simple as that. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I like when he goes to the mom and he's like, oh, your son's in trouble. He stole a few money. He's like, well, the mom's like, well, I've been working in the church. It's okay. How much are you? $3.2 million. And she just like, her jaw just hits the ground. <laughs> and, like she's just standing there with the checkbook and the pen like, uh. uh <laughs> can I post date it? <laughs> <laughs> 2027 (laughs) i don't even think that'd be enough time well what i really liked about uh catch me if you can 
is more of the the father aspect from the from Christopher Walken as the mm. father because he always wanted to be super successful and he just he was for a while and then shit just went downhill yeah. and no matter what he did he couldn't get back on his feet and he's lost his wife but then when he's after taxes. yeah <laughs> after Frank leaves and he comes back and he's like brings him a Cadillac and all like he knows what his kid is doing he's heard the FBI tell him and he's almost kind of proud in a way not because he's doing illegal stuff, but he's like, he's reaching the heights and he's seeing the world, all the things that he never got to right. do. Because that's when he said, he's like, I can't take when he gives, he's like, my son, give me a Cadillac. He's like, my son, you gave me a Cadillac. He's like, I can't take it because the IRS will come after him. He's like, right. but he's like announcing, my son just bought me a Cadillac. And he's like, I got to go. And he's like, where are you going, Frank? Somewhere and he doesn't, wanna, he doesn't want, yeah, he doesn't want to know to tell the FBI. Right. He just wants to know. He wants that. You can tell mm. he just wants that fantasy in his head to mm. live by care. He's like, where are you going? Just tell I do, me where you're going. That was actually a really good performance by Christopher Walken because there's a scene where they're in the restaurant and he's like, I got two forks. What the hell am I supposed to do with the other one? And he's like, Dad, it's a chilled salad fork. You, <laughs> you eat with it first and then we move on to the other one. <laughs> but it was such a good performance. It's like, I, I wanted this life, but I have no idea what the fuck right. I'm doing here. And I think uh, the other part was like, he was so proud of him because he felt like he was sticking it to the man. Yeah, that's because, really, yeah, because he got fucked exactly, by the government yeah, and yeah. now he's fucking the government back or. Mm-hmm. or the world, basically. Right, yeah. But he's, you know, seeing the world. I mean, it's it's a hell of a story, you know, know again, it's loosely based. loosely based on a true yeah. story. And an actual con artist who uh, forged um, FAA um, documents. But then becoming like a, a pilot or a co-pilot and yeah. you know, just... And then, then a, a doctor, doctor and then yeah. a lawyer. Oh, yep, doctor, lawyer. And then he had a kid. And Martin Sheen was the father-in-law, yep. quote-unquote. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Can't remember the girl's name, though. Oh, um... Oh, man... Not Trudy. She's uh, no. She was. Uh, she's an actress uh, that's been well, on no stuff now. I'm sorry. Son of a bitch. <laughs> oh man, she's been on a ton of things. Um, I can't. It's not. Amy. Once again, we have the power of all the recorded history at our phones. But I think it's Amy in Adams. our hands. Is what I meant to say. I think it's Amy. Adams. Yeah, yeah. I think you're right. I'm pretty it, sure you're right. Yeah. Sometimes, the, Patrick, I like to test my own knowledge. Yeah. Ass. Yeah. Well, you should <laughs> knock that off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? What do you? What's your one of your favorite cons? Um, one of mine, and, and it's really probably for um, the uh, the the female lead that's in it. Um, I'm a huge, huge fan of. You're right. Charlie's it was uh, Amy Adams. Thank you. <clears throat> Um, is the Italian job? Oh yeah, that was. Oh, that's a really that good was one. definitely Charlie up there Theron, for me. Um, Jason Statham. Yep, I Seth wanted. Green. I wanted the Mini Cooper for like two years after yeah. I watched that movie. It's the only movie that the Mini Cooper has actually been cool in. Yeah, <laughs> he said he called it Napster because of his nappy hair. No, he yeah. stole it while I was napping. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I am the real Napster. <laughs> I like. <laughs> and every time I see that, I'm like, I remember Napster. I almost got sued violently because of all the music. I was yeah, exactly. <laughs> like they they sued one person, they got convicted, but they just stopped suing after that. Like they just are okay with torrenting yeah. at this point. Basically, and I don't remember who the. I want to say he was a rapper. The other guy that was on the crew. It looked like Fred Durst. Um, no, no, it was, uh, it was a black guy. No, it was a white guy. No, no, the. the okay. Once again, the power is at our fingertips. Yes, it is. Um, <laughs> but please continue. So Edward Norton, you know, becomes the in the very beginning of the movie, he becomes the bad guy. Yep. Um, uh, because he takes out um, Charlie Stern's father, Donald Sutherland, mm-hmm, and tries to take out Mark Wahlberg as well, but doesn't. 
Um, so basically, the the movie is them robbing the gold that he stole on that heist he's trying to move yep. away from him so that they can move it. And in the meantime, it's also could have been over to our mafia episode as well because they they make a deal with the I think it's that he's like the Russian mob guy because mm-hmm. he ends up killing his cousin. Yeah, when is Yuri? Yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, they, they make a deal and that's how Edward Norton meets his demise. Mm-hmm. Like, I have, uh, I have a very specific place I want to show you, <laughs> <laughs> but I like it when the guy's in the, um, he's in the, the security van. They're talking about like all the stuff that the house has. He's like, Oh yeah, man, I don't, I don't do dogs. It's like, why? It's, I had a bad experience. What do you mean? I had a bad experience. Dang, and y'all say I'm deaf. Yeah. <laughs> that wasn't most deaf, was it? That's, I think that's who it was, yeah. I um, know it was a rapper. I believe that. Yeah, that was most deaf, yeah. Mm-hmm. Ironically enough, he was yeah, deaf. Yeah, he was deaf. Well, um, most deaf was on, most deaf. He's credited as, uh, his real name, um, Yaslin Bay. Okay. But it was most deaf. Most deaf, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I had a I bad experience. I had a bad experience. <laughs> handsome Rob. Yeah, Handsome Rob, yeah. <laughs> Why is he called Handsome Rob? Look at him. Look at him. <laughs> he finally bought his Ashton Martin. <laughs> <laughs> I like when they're when they're peering in when they're spying on Edward's house. It's like he doesn't even have the imagination to pick out his own stuff. He's like he basically just bought every all our ideas. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he's got my Ashton Martin over there. He's got this. Look at those speakers. <laughs> they can blow the clothes off of him. <laughs> and I like how the end of it. They, yeah, they got, he actually does right it right here. Like, Stay there. And he's just smiling. He's yeah. like. Ah. <laughs> I remember I saw that with uh, my buddy Rob. Oh, okay. Rob that joined us. We went and saw that movie when it first came out. Yeah, I saw it in theaters too. And once again, the only thing I can remember is that I really wanted a Mini Cooper for a very <laughs> long time after that. I just really wanted a uh, Charlize Theron. I well, I mean, I thought that was the Mini Cooper. I thought that was the Mini. Like yeah. Charlize Theron is up here. The the Mini Cooper was number one <laughs> only because this was a given. <laughs> The Mini Cooper was much more attainable yeah. through money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And not to degrade Charlize Theron, but I'm sure she is too. But the only problem is the Mini Cooper's price point is like 35 grand. Now, let's be clear about this. She's probably got a price point to like come to your birthday party. Yeah. <laughs> but that's it. <laughs> that's... Respect Charlize. <laughs> she may give you a call. <laughs> that's going to be about all. Like, <laughs> like when you sign up for Mint Mobile and Ryan Reynolds will call you twice a year to leave you a voicemail. Yeah. <laughs> I want him to show up and give me my phone. Right, yeah. yeah. Give my plan or hey, whatever. <laughs> Set it up for me. the new commercial. He's like, and to talk about our new family plan, I'm introducing my wife to the commercial. And it's like the stand-in actress, like the, the stunt coordinator. And she's like, yeah, I just go on set whenever she doesn't want to do it and she finds it boring. She's like, what the? We're talking about a family plan. <laughs> <laughs> now, I would have to say, so, I mean... Old school wise, the original Ocean's Eleven, which I know we talked about with, with the, the one with pack. the Rat Pack, yeah. yeah, that would be up there as like old school. But um, for me, for newer type movies, because I was so impressed with it, much like the Italian Job, is uh, Now You See Me. I've seen like twenty minutes of that movie. No, we need to see the other hour and forty of it. It is yeah, excellent. Jesse Eisenberg just pisses me off. Yeah, but he's he's not your typical Jesse Eisenberg in in the movie. He's like cocky and very full of himself in this movie oh so he's actually you know he's actually a dick okay <laughs> he and acts like he looks I was, yes i was gonna say instead of acting like a dick he's an actual dick <laughs> but i mean the movie itself because 
kind of like with most other con movies, but I like as you're watching, you're trying to figure it out, and then they explain everything. You're like, oh, that's how they did it. Well, this combines the two greatest things. You got cons and magic. Yeah. yeah. You always want to learn how a magic trick's done, and you always right. want to learn how the con's done. Woody Harrelson's in that movie, too, yep. if I remember. Mm-hmm. Yep, Woody Harrelson, him, uh, uh, Michael Caine, who's the bad guy, who's the one they're going after. Spoilers. Yep. Well... You said you only watched... You should have seen it in 20 minutes. Like, <laughs> like the entire movie. And, and also, uh, 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 Morgan Freeman's in it. Morgan Freeman, Morgan yep. Freeman. <laughs> Morgan Freeman. Old Andy Dufresne. <laughs> Walt. Walt. Ever, ever since, since I was a little stretch boy. from wall to wall. <laughs> ever since I was a little kid, everyone just liked listening to the sound of my voice. Yeah. So I just kept on talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think... Just the way they pulled it off. And the movie was fun, too. Yeah. Because, like I said, it's all doing illusions and magic stuff as well, and I've always been a fan of that. Uh, well, it's just fun. But just, it's just a fun movie to watch. It really is. I mean, just watching how they screw people over. Mm-hmm. Or screw the big guy over. Oh, and Mark Ruffalo. Yeah. Mark Ruffalo's in yep. it. That's Mark right. Ruffalo. He is in that movie. He doesn't um, go green, though. No. Nope. He doesn't go green. He never go full green. <laughs> <laughs> he does get angry. Yeah. <laughs> Now I can only think of him like you people always you people. What do you mean you you people? (laughs) What do you mean you people? (laughs) Well, the scene I liked, or one of the favorite scenes in Catch Me If You Can. Spoiler for you, Patrick, and for anybody else who hasn't seen it. That was my movie. I've seen Catch Me If You Can. Oh, I'm sorry. Now you see me. Now you see me. Oh, okay. (laughs) I was like, I literally just got done talking about that. Now, now you see me. So, in favorite scene in there is when they're arrest them all and mm-hmm. they're questioning them all and you know Woody Harrelson's doing his thing his little mind oh, yeah. mind reading stuff but it's the Jesse Eisenberg scene where you know they put the key to the fucking handcuffs he's like trapped to the table and he's like he puts the key in his pocket and then he's like can I get a drink or something and they bring in that soda and it's mm-hmm. unopened and he's sitting there and he's talking he's like now and Mark Ruffalo's saying he's like you listen to me he's like I will do this I'll do this mm-hmm. and, you know I will be all over you like this and he, and he just he has to cuts him off he's like like white on rust he's like no that's fine and he tells goes off in this big tangent like let me he's tell like, you he's something like, i'm sorry you were riffing yeah <laughs> he's like let me tell you something he's like you you know i will always be one step two step three step five steps ahead of you and he's like you, at any point you will not be exactly where i want you to be and he's like because the closer you are the less you actually see and mark ruffalo goes to grab him and the handcuffs come flying and off and goes them. on to mark ruffalo that yeah. was in the trailer i do and then he goes that. oh i'm sorry ma'am he's like What's in that can? And, and she, and she open, starts shaking, shaking it. And then he opens and she pours out the soda and the key from the thing comes out of it. And he's like, key to, uh, or the, the key to everything is being the smartest person. Yep. Always be the smartest person in the room. Right. Yeah. I, I kind of butchered that up a little bit, but it was it's such, <laughs> it's such a good scene the way he does it. Yeah. And it's just the fact that he gets out of it and puts a key in the can. Yeah. The, I, but I do like the part also when they're doing the questioning with uh, Woody Harrelson and he's talking about, you know, the... Um, mentalism yep and he's like what he does with his wife on the weekends is has nothing to do with his job here it's like it's okay if you put on the dress (laughs) 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 there's nothing wrong with Layton's homosexual tendencies it's perfectly normal (laughs) and then he's trying to analyze the two of them while they're cross-examining him it's like i'm sensing this is your first time that you're not behind a desk before (laughs) oh and you Daddy issues? Yeah, no. yeah he's like, Mommy? No. No. Daddy, Daddy. issues. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that scene is, is funny as hell. Once again, I haven't seen the full movie, but that sounds just like Woody Harrelson. Yes. That's exactly every character it, he's it, ever played. I was going to say, it was like one of those 
uh, Jeff Goldblum movie. Yeah. We need a Woody Harrelson character. <laughs> but you know what? Let's just call Woody Harrelson. Yeah. Showing off his dynamic range. Right. <laughs> when you had a, um, what was it, uh, what's his name, brother? Uh, uh, Franco's brother was in that as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, whatever his uh, James name. And, uh, James. No, James Franco, um, the brother. Donnie. Is that... I, I, uh, well, whatever, so. whatever his name is, that brother, the and, other Franco, yeah, <laughs> the other Franco. So, you know, he was always into doing like stuff. He was trying to get more mainstream. He yeah. was still, but he was still pretty good. But if you remember, did you see the second one? Mm-hmm. So in the second one, when it's just him and Woody Harrelson hanging out and they're talking, he's like he's showing him how to like throw the cards. The cards. Yeah. He's showing Dave Woody Harrelson, Dave, Dave Franco. So Dave Franco's trying to show Woody Harrelson how to throw the cards right. And he's Woody Harrelson's kind of doing it. And he's talking about the mentalism. So they've been teaching each other their stuff. And he's like, right. and uh, he says something. And he's like, he guesses. He's like, oh, yeah. He's like, I guess I'm a, the, t- uh, the student has surpassed the, the teacher. He's like, I'm getting pretty good at this. And he's try- still trying to throw the cards right. And he's like, well, some would say you might have had the better teacher. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I really like those movies again. And it's always fun to see the turn out at the end yeah you yeah. know like they do all the flashbacks the and you, yeah yeah it's like mm-hmm. an m night Shyamalan movie where they start flashing yep. back to the rest of the movie right. showing like oh this is why this happened and this mm-hmm. is what happened there yeah. Yeah. which speaking of m night Shyamalan, i know we did a episode on him but he should be considered all his movies con movies to us because he's yeah. always mind fucking basically us. yeah <laughs> <laughs> get you so invested in this yeah. and then i'm gonna take it away yeah <laughs> Oh, oh, you want this? Oh, no, no, can't have it anymore. <laughs> oh, you gotta be quicker than that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I haven't seen that commercial since I worked at the, the company that I used to work for that monitored all television commercials. <laughs> Wait, I haven't worked for them in like seven years. The Nielsen Company. <laughs> the Nielsen's. The Nielsen's. I, I was under um, confidentiality agreement until 2016, I think. Something like that. Oh, well, here you are. You're good. Yeah. <laughs> you can break your confidence. <laughs> So what else we got? When it comes to cons, is there any others you can think of? 21. Okay. Ooh, uh, I, I really like that movie. Did that you ever one, read the book? I did not. The, the actual book on the story of the kids that did that? No, I didn't even know it was a book. Yep. I just thought it was a great Kevin Spacey movie. No, it's actually, it's actual MIT students really did that. Um, and they wrote I, a book about it. I think <clears> it was in our last episode where I said, this is one of the rare few times where I've actually liked the book more than the movie. Mm-hmm. That was not a lie. It's rare that I've read a book before I've seen the movie. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, uh, I only know because a buddy of mine was heavily into that stuff. Like he would, whenever he read stories about kind of like con stuff, he mm-hmm. intrigued him. And this is a guy that we, I would go to Vegas with a lot, so that even intrigued me more. And he, he wanted me to that start helps some... explain the the story you keep telling us, where you go to Vegas and you come back three thousand dollars richer. Yes, but we don't count cards. So <laughs> we just play basic strategy, and that just works. Yeah, but do you? <laughs> <laughs> hypothetically, had not saying I have, but hypothetically, if I were to count cards, this is how I would do it. Yeah. <laughs> Completely hypothetical, and I would never do that. No, but literally, but the movie. I, I thought that was a great movie too, but again, the story—it's more—it's not like a book, like a story, like mm-hmm. a movie. It's like a documentary. It's, it's almost like form. or like a biography. Oh, okay, it's these, that's the word I was looking yeah, for. It's these kids telling them uh, this person who's writing a book about it, mm-hmm. how they did it, what they did. I don't really think it's so heavily involved. I think they put the spin of the teacher holding it over on them mm. or fucking them over. I think that was more the fiction portion the, of it, the theatrics. Yeah. But, I mean, it makes for a good story. Though. Yeah. Oh, it was a fantastic movie. I loved it. 
especially at the end where they do the the flashback thing again and how they set up Kevin Spacey to take the fall for them mm. counting cards at that low rent casino they were in. Uh, Lawrence Fishburne comes in with that ring. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and I love the fact that like yeah, in like two weeks we're switching over to a more advanced security system so they won't be able to count cards. So they're there for like two weeks just robbing them blind. And Lawrence Fishburne's like, I know what they're doing. I just can't prove it. <laughs> and then. He gets Kevin Spacey, and it fades to black, but you know he roughed him up, like, hard. <laughs> well, it's Indeed. pretty well assumed there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <clears throat> you guys want to go to the casino after we're done here? <laughs> no. <laughs> if it uh, wasn't 45 minutes away. <laughs> um, so I have one that's uh, it's kind of a funny one. Um, it's uh, Sergeant Bilko. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Steve Martin, mm-hmm. yep. Dan Aykroyd, yep. and Phil Hartman. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so still so, remember the tank from that movie, but I'm pretty sure that's the, the hover only... tank. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's like he's oh, even um, uh, Chris Rock is in it like for a quick second. Yeah, and that that might have been like because I don't know if Warren Michaels did it, but I mean that was a huge cast that all of them were. Yeah, they were SNL. all SNL characters. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know if he produced that though. I don't think so either. I think because Sergeant Bilko was based off an old black and white TV yeah, show. Yeah, it was yep. uh, some kind of silver, the Phil Silver or something like that show. Whatever. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't alive back then. What Neither was, was I. I don't know. I wasn't alive back then either. <laughs> I just watched reruns. <laughs> um, so anyway, yeah, it's he's uh, he runs this motor pool out there and he's diverting money. So I like it. they have the they come in for the inspection on his barracks mm-hmm. <laughs> and and they're doing the hockey. Uh, stuff over there, like, oh no, we, you know, got all this crap up. With that, we're gonna pass inspection, so they they switch it to the next one. Yep. And everyone just stands in a random room, and I think it's like his um, his first sergeant, or either maybe his like platoon leader or whatever. Um, he stands there and they like go to his closet, and he's got all this lingerie in it because they just picked random rooms. <laughs> he said, <laughs> he said, uh, is this yours? And that, that was during the you know, don't ask, don't tell. Yep. And he said. It's come to my attention so that you can no longer ask me these questions. <laughs> <laughs> it reminds me of the A team where they were inspecting Bradley Cooper's room and there's like a lacy bra and like the female sergeant, like, this is mine. <laughs> could have hid that. Why would I want to do that? <laughs> <laughs> um, and I did check the um, the entire cast. Uh, Lauren Michaels is not attached to the not, movie. Okay. okay. But sergeant bilko is one of my favorite lines an indictment is not a conviction yeah, exactly <laughs> yeah you tell me that all the time yeah. <laughs> sergeant bilko well, never convicted yeah right. <laughs> and then it, it's how they set him up at the very end of it it's so awesome and uh, that's um uh I, the guy that they bring in was actually norman schwarzkopf yeah um the the general that they fly mm. in so he was the actual general from desert storm nice um, but so the, yeah, they got it. They got the hover tank. It's like, but didn't you see they aimed at target three and they shot target four? Oh yes, sir. That's the smart muscles. Just like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, how can it do that? Because I took the computer last. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and Bill comes sitting there. It's like, and I got it all recorded. Lucky. <laughs> <laughs> I got to go back and rewatch that one again. It's been a while. It's been a good hot minute. That and stripes. Stripes. Oh yeah. yes. Uh, That's Stripes, not a con I, movie. It's just another army yeah, movie with yeah. classic comedians um, oh, yeah. in there. Stripes, I I can quote back and forth, but now Sergeant Bilko, I've I've seen it quite a few times, mm-hmm. but it's been a long time, probably since early two thousands since I've seen it last. But 
Oh, now I have to go back and watch all the 80s comedy movies. Um, the Spies Like Us, yep. Sergeant oh. Bilko, yep. uh, Stripes, I think Tootsie. that one's like 90s, though. Wasn't Bilko, Bilko like was 90s, yeah. Bilko was, was 90s. Maybe. I don't know if it I was 95 it was like or late 90. 80s. No, Bilko was later than that. Okay. 1996. Oh, damn. All right. But I will say, so one, for me, that I liked, con movies, also another set of con movies, and I was mentioning it earlier was the uh, pool hall junkies mm. that's a by the name of it you can probably guess what it's about it's about a bunch of pool hall players they, are they bowling yes yes they're bowling <laughs> for columbine <laughs> but it's uh uh oh, christopher also, walken's wait, in it real quick michael moore is also litigious let's stay away from his work yeah <laughs> <laughs> touche <laughs> so christopher walken's in it um uh, you're gonna know the name of this one because i always forget his real name uh, the one that played Lex Luthor in Smallville. Uh, oh, what the hell is his name? Um, uh, something Rosen. Um, hey, Rosenbaum. Rosenbaum. Michael Rosenbaum. Michael Rosenbaum. Michael the the Rosenbaum. Michael Rosenbaum. He was Lex Luthor. <laughs> so basically, it's you know about this guy who's he's he's an excellent pool player. He's been playing since he was a kid. He's got a a backer, um, who kind of takes him under his wing and makes him like a father figure to him, but his background ends up screwing him over because he basically wants to get into the, the pro pool tour, mm-hmm. and he has him getting invited, but his backer gets the letter first and doesn't respond to it. And then he call, they call him, and he says basically he wants him to focus on school, but never tells him. So it flash, for, flash forwards to like later on, and he's playing against these black guys, and he's basically sending them signals and stuff, and he throws the game at the end of it, and he's like, Blames it on the backer, and he's like, you know, he's got this because he lost on purpose, so they right. bet up the money. So they end up kicking the shit out of his backer, and he leaves him. And he's uh, dating this girl who's a, a paralegal, but she wants to be a lawyer. And it's uh, Clint Eastwood's daughter, Allison Eastwood. Oh. And she doesn't want him, she wants him going straight. So he's trying to work normal jobs, and then he ends up playing again. And so that puts tension on him. But anyway, she goes, invites him to her firm's party at one of their uh, firm owner's house or one of the partner's house and he meets Christopher Walken who um, I can't remember if it's oh yeah that's her father ends up being her father oh, his okay. girlfriend's father okay. in the movie but they're playing pool upstairs and he doesn't know who he is and Christopher Walken and him are talking and he's like just bullshitting don't know who each other is he doesn't know that she's dating him he doesn't know that it's their father and he's like looking at him he's like you gotta you play pool Mike his name's Mike in the movie he's like how'd you know that he's like you got a crease in your pants He's like, he's like, uh, you know, it's it's horizontal, it's, you know, this way. And he's like, you know, normally I'd say it's bad dry cleaning, but you, a guy like you doesn't get bad dry cleaning, does he? And he's <laughs> like, and also it's uh, accentuated by a little bit of blue chalk. He's like, something only ever found it. He's like, I've been playing. I'm losing my ass off up there. He's like, come here. <laughs> and so he ends up basically winning and betting this in- incredibly, tremendously impossible shot. And uh, he ends up basically getting his girlfriend and Mike's daughter, uh, a job as a lawyer for a year just to prove herself and then he, they all both make money and splits it well anyway they find out who each other is and he ends up later on getting in trouble because his old backer starts coming back for revenge on him mm-hmm. and he gets this new player to play and his his brother and the, the main character Morris Callahan is I believe his name his regular name um, his real name yeah <laughs> and he's the main character and so is James Johnny in the movie and he has his brother who's Rosenbaum, Lex mm. Luthor, 
and all his friends that are all trying to play, and they hustle in pool halls and shit like that. And so he, his brother, ends up getting in trouble playing this guy that the, his old backer now has a new, who's Rick Schroeder, is the new kid that is the new bad guy player. And so, long story short, his brother ended up getting in jail because he gets in, in too hot with, with the backer guy playing this new kid, Rick Schroeder. Now Mars Callahan has to step back in and play, and then it becomes a whole big thing where they have like one big tournament where they're playing each other. Christopher Walken steps in and ends up backing him. And you get to see a good little fuck over at the end and how Very it all nice. works. So it's a it's a really good movie though. It's one of those it wasn't not a B movie, but it was definitely not a high budget film. <clears throat> it's reminding me of uh, Rounders. Yeah, uh, so it's similar, but put it with poker pool. instead of pool. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I know we talked about these movies on our last episode, so I don't. I, I just want to quickly touch base on them, but they are con jobs. It's the Ocean's movies. So. Yeah. Um, uh, Ocean's Eleven is by far the best, in my opinion. Yeah, my, I agree. Uh, the one with George Clooney, not the Rat Pack. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've honestly never seen the one with the Rat Pack. <clears throat> well, you should. Well, I've already seen the remake. Why would I go back and watch the bad version? See where they, the bad version? That's the greatest version. <laughs> Shut your hole. You're going to tell me that George Clooney and Matt Damon are worse than Frank Sinatra and whoever the fuck else was in those movies? Uh, the Rat Pack, Dean Martin, Sammy Davis Jr. Yes, the they pe- are not those as Those are the people I could not remember. But yes, those. <laughs> those guys are the classics. Those guys set the foundation. Yeah. But, but whatever. George Clooney one is really good. <laughs> um, but like I said, I don't want to touch on this too much because we did talk about it in our last episode um, a little bit more than we should have for the topic we were discussing. Mobster movies, I believe. Um, but yeah, um, we have to throw out an honorable mention to the Oceans movies. Except the only one I haven't seen was the all-female cast one. Oceans 8. Yeah. You're not missing much. Yeah. It okay. really wasn't that good. Not because it's a female cast. No. I, yeah. I thought... It was the concept that they tried to bring it back. They basically tried to do a, you know, they redid the Ocean's Eleven movie. They just had a different setup for it. But they they still tied it into Danny Ocean, exactly. who's his sister. Yeah. And I can't remember if it was supposed to be a prequel or a sequel. A uh, sequel, because uh, Danny's supposed to be dead. That's yeah. right. Yeah, that's right. He is dead. Now. I do remember in the second one they had Julia Roberts pretend to be Julia Roberts, and that yeah. was the dumbest fucking thing. And, I uh, Will, and um, Will uh, Smith? No, had... not Will Smith. I... Yeah, Will Smith. He was in the lobby of the hotel. No, no, it's. Uh... Come on, Gavin. Bruce Willis. <clears throat> oh yeah, Bruce that's Smith. right. <laughs> Will Smith. Yeah. Look, because they're both bald. Yeah. <laughs> I Obviously. pictured Bruce Willis when Will looking Smith came out my mouth. Right. <laughs> and I need to keep his name out my damn mouth. <laughs> <laughs> you had Will Smith in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Let's phrase that differently. <laughs> Will Smith just came out of my mouth. <laughs> oh, I'll save that until we turn off the mics. <laughs> Spitter. <laughs> I'm so sorry, our listeners. I'm assuming we have two now. Yes. So, um, <laughs> I'd like to go back to the funny stuff. Um, <laughs> the funnies. The, the funnies. Uh, identity theft. Okay. With uh, Jason Bateman and Melissa McCarthy. Yep. That is a movie. Ah, oh, Jesus. So, for those Guess of us what like... happens in that movie. So, for those of us like Patrick... <laughs> <laughs> who haven't seen this movie. Tell us the story of this. <laughs> so, Jason Bateman is trying to... He's been working at a firm for um, like so many years, and his boss is John Favreau, 
who's only in there for like... I'm already picturing horrible bosses. It, it's kind of like that. So <laughs> uh, uh, basically he's only in the movie for like five seconds like, mm. as his boss. But anyway, so he quits his job to go leave with this other guy who's starting his own like private investment firm or something like that. And he wants him to be an analyst for him because he knows how you know much he's... Um, he's basically massively underpaid at his job and does a ton of work. Somehow I know exactly how that feels. Mm -hmm. So he gets this new opportunity, but the problem with it is that um, Melissa McCarthy had called him up and pretended to be like one of her credit, uh, his credit card companies. So she was like, Hey, you know, we've noticed this charge or whatever on your so-and-so card. Um, And it was, he had like a girl's name. It was Sandy. Um, yeah, Sandy, I think uh, is yeah, exactly his, what it that's was. That's his actual first name in the movie. Joke's on them, that won't work anymore. I don't answer those phone calls. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, and this is like kind of around the time where all that stuff was real, you know, real like heavy. just starting. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so she gets everything, like gets his identity, uh, prints cards in his name. Oh, and that, that's right. He finds her and then he's trying to like bring her in. They're driving in a car and they get to a wreck and right. she tries to run away or something mm-hmm. like that. Okay, I've seen parts of this. Movie. So so the the big premise is like when he starts his new job, um, he gets a, uh, she gets arrested. Mm. And so um, for whatever reason, he gets pulled that that's his address and he's, you know, this person has assumed his identity so the, uh, the policeman, you know, has, has already arrested him. You missed your court date set on such and such. So we're here. Uh, we're here to bring you in for sentencing. Like, what court date? Like, I never even, I was never even in Florida. And like, that's where she was. <laughs> so like, they print off the, the mugshot and they go, okay, yes, obviously this was not you. <laughs> <laughs> and he's, uh, so he like, he looks at him, he's like, so you're Sandy, like whatever is, uh, I think it was supposed to be like named after Sandy Koufax or something mm. like that. But anyway, yeah. so he goes through it, and she's—it's so freaking hilarious because when he gets down there, he's trying to get her back, but she owes like some kind of um, like loan shark or mob boss something. No, so um, yeah, so there's the two—the two people trying to chase her down. Mm. Um, the guy and the girl—they work for the mob, and then there's another guy who's a skip tracer. And he's trying to get the the bounty because she didn't show up for the bond. Skip tracer, you mean bounty owner? Bail bondsman, whatever. Okay, you know, you know what the hell I mean. You no, know. I didn't. That's why I was clarifying. And and uh, the guy is um is uh, the T the T one thousand, but he looks so like what the rugged. hell is his name? He's and been in a lot of he has, but he like looks he looks jacked in the movie, and he's so rugged too. <laughs> I mean, he was jacked in T two. <laughs> Yeah, he was, was young Jack. Even though it wasn't a movie, but I I, I liked him in that show, uh, Scorpion. Yes. He was good in that. Mm-hmm. Well, they were all good in that. Yeah. Well, one side one, while he's looking it up, is uh, it can be considered kind of a con movie, but in comedy fashion, Trading Places. Yeah. They do pull a con. Yeah, at the they end do. Of that one. At the very end, yeah. Well, they're getting con through through the whole movie anyway by, yep. the, by the Dukes. Robert Patrick. He was the two of them. Robert Patrick. The I like that name. The Dukes. Here you are. One dollar. I mean, he was the coach and the faculty, too. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Damn it. He's been in everything. Stupid faculty. And he was the dad in uh, Peacemaker on HBO Max. Yeah. Didn't watch it. What? All right. Now you know how we feel. Shut up. Y'all yell at me all the time. Now I get to yell. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, but you do way worse things. <laughs> you, you, I've seen, seen pace, Peacemaker. You've seen I almost say Pacemaker. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to need a Pacemaker after Peacemaker. <laughs> well, what about a, what about a tire, Tower Heist? Tower Heist, yes. Very good movie. Dumbest fucking movie I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I could not stand. How'd they get the car in the pool? They don't show that. They just unravel it and it's there. How'd they get the car in the pool? You, you put one line of dialogue that explains it, I'll let it go. But they don't. You know, you have a magic machine right there that you could Google and say, how'd they get the car in the pool? How'd you get the car in the pool? <laughs> All right, Tower Heist. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> explain this to me. I got questions. Let me ask you something. Let me ask you something. How'd you get the car in the pool? That was last episode. <laughs> how'd you get the car in the pool? Honestly, though, hey. the, the one thing that bugged the shit out of me for that movie, how'd the car get in the pool? And then how'd they get it out? And how'd they set... You know, there are a lot of questions to the ending of that movie that are will go unanswered until I have a face-to-face meeting with Ben Stiller. Cranes. <laughs> it was an 80-story building! Big cranes. There's a crane, but... 300 feet away from my apartment, and that's not that tall. And you, know, you want to say bigger ones than that? That's how yeah, they yeah. build the big buildings in Chicago and New York. <laughs> yeah, but are you telling me they took three weeks to get a crane bigger than that one into the middle of Manhattan to yes. lift a gold car out of a pool? You yeah, it was already a, there. You wanted a logical explanation? That's pretty logical. Yeah, I mean, the, it cra- makes the crane sense. was already there. I didn't get one line of dialogue. I didn't even get half a scene. They just open the... They see the car in the pool, and then they're like, all right, we're all rich. We're I want to know how they decided what... I want to see the logistics of them trying to sell that car. And I didn't wanna they know ship how a much... door to one of them? Right. Uh, yeah. They, they sent, a, like, a whole wheel. Yeah. Like, here's a catalytic converter. <laughs> like, here's the steering wheel. Like, it's all gold. Like, okay... They've still got to exchange that. Yeah, the <laughs> pawnbroker is not giving you exactly. great money for it. Exactly. <laughs> I know a guy. All right? yeah. I know a guy. Hey, I know a guy. Once again, that was the mob episode. <laughs> <laughs> that was last week. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Well, Eddie Murphy probably was able to give him connections through people in prison because he it's, just got out of jail. I love. I loved him in that. Like when they're in the car and they're hanging outside from the crane. Yeah. <laughs> He's sitting there <laughs> from the crane. <laughs> I'm gonna call Ralph. You gonna call who? Ralph, what, what, <laughs> he throws up outside. <laughs> Back in college, me and my friend, we, we would always say, like, God, it has to suck being named Ralph or John or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Tony? you have any other con movies on the brain? Well, I mean, I've always got a con movie on the brain. But, uh, again, this one, I'm just going to mention the name, and I'm not going to get into it because I know neither one of you have seen this because, again, it is another... I may surprise you. I, I mean, I wouldn't bet on it, but I can surprise you. Oh, okay. Have you ever seen a movie called Shooting Fish? I'm not going to surprise you. Yes, I know you're not. <laughs> <laughs> it's another BBC type movie. Um, you know, yeah, I don't British watch made. British that much. But it was re- it's really good. and uh, At least outside of Doctor Who. they just two guys that were both orphans and they want to buy a home. And ultimately, they become partners. And one guy's like super smart and the other one's just very savvy with people like it's very slick so they kind of become partners he deals with the people the smart guy makes up they make these fake products and are selling them to these corporations sounds like every guy Ritchie movie that i don't think he directed this one but he might have, <laughs> that might have something to do with it he wrote the story yeah <laughs> he just didn't have time between all the other london uh, rob movie robbery movies he was making at the time but it's, it's good i mean it's it's simple it's more like a dramedy you know, it's just it's meant to just be more fun. Hmm. You know, not to pose questions like get in the car in the pool. Yeah. You know, it's not going to 
make you do think you like that or I hate movies that leave me with unanswered questions. <laughs> like that in American Psycho, I swear to God. If American Psycho was a person, I'd punch it. <laughs> Just because I don't understand the ending. You know, Patrick, that car could probably also travel at the speed of light. <laughs> yeah. And if I turn on the headlights <laughs> it, it winds up in the pool. Why do you, why <laughs> do you hate me so much, Gavin? I don't hate you. Let me ask you this. If Patrick Bateman was driving the car that was in the pool at the speed of light and turned on the lights, would, would Jared happen? Leto still die? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. Best part of that about that movie, though. <laughs> Jared Leto getting axed in the head. Ooh. He's such a bad actor. <laughs> Fight me, Jared Leto. You are really bad at it. <laughs> Look at the numbers from Morbius and tell me you think you're a good actor. Ooh. Boom roasting. <laughs> Boom roasting. Um, so I've, I've got one that uh, you guys probably haven't seen. Uh, probably never even Once again, of. I can surprise you. I've you done can? it before. It's called The Hustle. Once again, this will not be a time that I am surprising you. Uh, Who's in it? Anne Hathaway and then... Uh, if it's uh, the, uh, Love the, and Other Drugs, the, I don't really know. The big girl from um, Pitch Perfect, uh, Rebel Wilson. Well, she's not big anymore. but No, I haven't seen it then. Uh, so... Rebel Wilson is like an American con artist who go in. She basically like does. She's low level stuff. So you know she'll get she'll you know get a guy to kind of fall in love with her. Well, not fall, but like be like really um, uh, kind of fall for her, but also like take all his money, but do it very like oh well you can pay for this right like you know kind of uh, I'm gonna hang out with you make you look cool. But, you know, I'm going to make sure you pay for everything and I'm just going to be around. And then Anne Hathaway is like a big time, like she sets stuff up um, and is like has this long con, has people that work for her to like set up all this, all this stuff. And um, so she ends up um, trying to get, she gets on like, they, they meet on the same train and she's going back to her place where it's kind of like, her territory mm. so she doesn't want anyone else there like conning or whatever so rebel wilson comes in and she's like she starts hitting on like the mark that she's that she's trying to take take on to get and steal his money mm. um so she ends up ousting her and they and she figures out the guy the way she ousts her the policewoman is actually on her payroll <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's really cool so then they like start working together and they do um um, I think it's like uh, I think she called it like Lord of the Rings play or something like that mm-hmm. um, so basically she gets these people to fall in love with her gets uh, like the honeypot yes exactly <laughs> so she gets like this giant ring and uh, Rebel Wilson plays this weird freaking um, sister that's like crazy that lives with her so she like gets the uh, like a senator or and then or uh, like a prince from Arabia or something mm. and gets this giant ring and so then they they sell all the rings after they call it off because Rebel Wilson basically scares them away. Yeah. <laughs> so they, one of the scenes is like the butler that works in her house. She has him running, and Rebel Wilson's up there with the unload. It's it's loaded, but it's blanks, and she's like, run. And then she, he's like running with a target over his head, but she ends up shooting and like acts like she, he kills him. And that was with like a U.S. senator. He was like, yeah. "Oh no, oh, oh uh, um, yeah, honey, actually, you know, we're gonna have to call off the engagement. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I gotta run up for another term." And <laughs> but um, at the very end, 
um, they're trying to figure out who's going to stay in the town mm-hmm. and you know run it or whatever. Um, so they they choose uh, this guy who's a mark, and he ends up flipping it on them and making them the mark. Um, so it was pretty cool, pretty cool back and forth on the end of it there. Okay. Um, speaking of Rebel Wilson, what was the first movie you guys remember her in? Because I want to say there's a movie that she's in that you two wouldn't recognize or remember. Um, I would say... I don't think I've really seen anything really with her in her that I remember her really I want to say in. Bridesmaids? Was she in Bridesmaids? For a se- yeah, she I thought like that was the... Melissa McCarthy. And yeah, Melissa McCarthy was in it. but yeah. So she was like the um, Kristen Wiig where she was staying. Mm-hmm. She was the her roommate... At, the roommate's uh, sister. Sorry, that's right. Oh, didn't she get the tattoo that was all infected? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. So I'd probably go with that then. That's probably what I've seen. Her she in. was in Ghost Rider. That's right. <laughs> she was the person giving the interview to the news person. Okay. It was like flame, but like. <laughs> yeah. I, I remember watching that movie. I was like, oh, "Who is that?" And then I right. saw a couple of movies. Like, oh, oh, damn, oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, in fairness, I've seen Ghost Rider. I try to forget that I saw Ghost Rider. <laughs> as long as you don't see the new one. Yeah. Yeah. True. Damn it. The first one's actually pretty good. <laughs> Except he goes through the four people. You know, we're getting off topic. Yeah. This is anyway. not a comedy. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Well, Check I out was... our next episode for satanic movies. <laughs> I think offline we talked about it, but similar to pool movies, uh, The Color of Money. Color of Money, yep. yeah. That's always good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very good. Uh, classic Tom Cruise. Yeah. Well, there's another comedy one, not not about pool, but um, with Steve Martin and Michael Caine, and I can never remember this one actress called Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Mm-hmm. I've heard of it. That's one where that's like a big con. And correct me if I'm wrong, I may be way off on this one because it's been a long, long time. Say, so A Fish Called Wanda was that considered? Would I, that be considered? I would say probably, yeah, yeah. Is that kind of towing the line a little bit? <clears throat> I don't know. I'm gonna let Gavin decide on that one. Uh, no, I, I'd say I'd say it is. It's, okay. I mean, it's vague, but yeah, yeah, it's still it's close enough. Okay. Nice. Well. What? Oh, I was gonna say if you want to have some fun and turn the turn the tables a little bit. Like what con jobs what, would we pull? Yeah. Ooh. Well, you well, read my mind. <laughs> before we get in there, this this one I absolutely love. This this movie um, is uh, going in style. Okay, why do I know that? You're so, gonna have to Michael Caine, Alan Arkin, Morgan Freeman. So they this all went... our, that was the same cast from our mobster movies, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, but so like they... stand up guys, which we didn't talk about, but we did watch well, the trailer. Yeah, Michael yes. Caine was not in was not in that. That's true. That was Christopher Walken. Um, so anyway, they they all three worked at the same at this same company, and their company is end up like getting bought out by something overseas. And their the pension that they've been living off of is getting is getting dissolved, so they're basically not going to be having. I thought we decided not to talk about Tyra Heist again. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up and listen. <laughs> so it, it, this is what makes it so funny is like these are all guys that are like pushing eighty that are thinking about robbing a bank, <laughs> and so like they go to this guy and he's trying to teach them how to rob a bank, what you need, um, when you get like figure out the day that you want to do it. Um, and it's like, so Alan Arkin is in there and he's, he's so freaking like, just so grumpy. It's, it's almost like watching grumpy old men too <laughs> with, with him in it. So they go to, 
this is the part I love. They go to test themselves, and so they're going to go rob a grocery store. And it's like them going into an Aldi or Walmart to <laughs> rob. <laughs> so they're trying to get chicken cordon bleu. And then Morgan Freeman tries to walk out with a whole entire pork loin in his shirt. <laughs> and Alan Arkin's just walking around the store going, ah, well, the plan was chicken cordon bleu, but the plan may be changing. <laughs> and he's the only one. He's like, he, I don't want to do any of it. <laughs> so they, they put on hats and glasses so that they, they won't be noticed or whatnot. <laughs> And the security guards end up end up chasing them down the street in a mobile cart. <laughs> um, oh man, what's his name? Um, uh, the guy, the Keenan Thompson. Mm-hmm. Um, he's the grocery store manager. Mm-hmm. So they <laughs> he's sitting all three of them down, and so they were trying to get away from the security guards, and so they open up like a bag of flour to try and keep her from getting to him. And she's like, you see her running down the road, the flour hitting her in the face. <laughs> So when they all get captured, they're sitting back there, and he's talking about it. He's like, look at her. Look at her now. She looked like a damn drug mule. (laughs) (laughs) This is like powder all over her face. (laughs) But, yeah, that's that's a good one. So they, like, plan. They actually plan out this heist for for a bank, and they get everything set up, and there's an FBI guy watching them. So they end up, you know, having to make sure that they convince him that they – they, they got arrested, they brought in, but they didn't have anything to keep them. Mm. So, well, I, got, I got one before we get into the game here, because we got about 10 or so minutes, so we may have some fun here. But I just thought of something. Something just popped in my head, and it didn't really click to me until we started talking about con or heist movies. Technically, Avengers Endgame is a con movie because they did pull the time heist. Time yeah, heist? They, they called it the time heist. That <laughs> is a heist movie. <laughs> <laughs> Damn you, Paul Rudd. Seven degrees of Paul Rudd. (laughs) They pulled the time heist, and the target, or the mark, was Thanos. Yeah. And it worked. Damn right it did. Technically, that could be considered a con movie. Yeah. (laughs) Thor got his hand I want to say no, but damn it, you're right. (laughs) (laughs) Does the case hold water? (laughs) One thing I go back to, damn it, Paul Rudd. You had to say time heist. Yeah, that's that's what we, Avengers Endgame, aka Time Heist. Time Heist. <laughs> Avengers Time Heist. A three-hour-long Time Heist. <laughs> yes, that's a good time, man. All right, so you want to play this game? Why not? All right. Well, all right. So explain to me your thought process on this. Oh, thing. I was just saying, what kind of heist would you like to do, or con? If you could do either a con or a heist, the heist being robbing something like. Trying to break in or trickily rob something, or a con meaning tricking somebody into giving you something. What would you prefer to do? Heist. You wanted to pull a heist. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I probably would want to do that too. Okay. I remember um, back in what was it, sixties or seventy? Gavin, you're a finance guy. When the uh, the U.S. currency was based off of the amount of gold or gold standard. Yeah, and that's where um, the 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 Fort Fort Knox mm-hmm. in Ohio came from. That's why we store all of it there. But even after we uh, moved away from that system, and now it's based off of how well the dollar is doing against other countries, Fort Knox is still a thing, and people still try and rob it in movies and television shows and all that. But I would like to be a part of the crew that took down Fort Knox. Like, hmm. it's just America's gold. It's not value. It's not attached to our currency anymore. It's right. just the government's three thousand tons worth of gold they have in a 
military facility in Cleveland or something like that. I don't know actually where it is. I know it's somewhere up there. All of a sudden, I hear a SWAT team coming up here. He's yeah, like, yeah. I would like to be part of it. <laughs> yeah, well, open up! <laughs> in James Bond, they flew a Break helicopter into that. They still didn't steal all the guns. So I want to be and, part of the team that actually succeeds. And I think they tried. Like In the worst movie ever made, Battlefield Earth, they end yep. at Fort Knox. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, if I was going to pull off a heist, it would only be for Fort Knox. Because I think people have tried billion times but once again it's a heavily secured military base right. between a what a five foot steel vault door <laughs> like it's two stories deep like you cannot rob this place but somebody's gonna try and figure it out and they're going to succeed and you know what i want them to give me a call hey patrick we're doing it <laughs> <laughs> and then unless they're marked with like the u.s emblem you could just um sell those to pawn shops or wherever yeah so unless the government spent three years we'll marking to, all of them, we'll just have to watch the Italian job. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just gotta That's call. I think they're called fences. Yep. You have to find one. Yeah, I know a guy. Know a guy. <laughs> he knows a guy. Um, for me, I would like. Uh, I'd like to do, and I think there's a movie on this that where they had tried to attempt it, but fix the lotto. Okay, I know it's been done in a couple of television shows, but I don't know about a movie. I want to say there was a movie with Lisa Kudrow in it where she was like the person that did the ball. Like, okay. like when they were doing actual drawing, she pulled it. Um, I can't remember the guy lead in it, but... B-31. Right, yeah. Oh. N-67. <laughs> Bingo! Uh, in How I Met Your Mother, they're called the ball bimbo. <laughs> <laughs> the ball bimbo. <laughs> so you want to be part of a team that fixes the lotto? Yes. And but do you want to win the lotto? Uh, yes, okay. I want to win the lotto. Okay. The whole point of fixing it. So well, I mean, unless you're <laughs> fixing it for a family member, like that way they're an innocent bystander and they don't have, like, they can't be busted for it. They yeah, but I can't to... trust anyone in my family with that large sum of money. No, I'm saying if you if you <laughs> wanted, like, like let's say your your sweet grandmammy was about to lose everything because, you know, okay, pensions okay. went down and you're like, Grandmammy, I want to make sure Fine. that you have tug in the money. Heartstrings. Yeah, well, then I would win the money and cut her a check saying, hey, I recently won the lotto. Here's Guess a couple what? of million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> but if you get caught, then you lose everything. Yeah, However, that's the whole point of any crime, if you get caught. <laughs> no, 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 but if you, get, if you fix it for yourself and you get caught, everything's gone. If you fix it and somebody else wins and it's not tied to you, and they don't know anything about it, they can still... Actually, it's um, there's a federal statute protecting the identity of anyone who donates to a charitable organization. So what you could do is set up um, a charitable organization, fix the lotto, and then immediately donate it. So you don't have the money, but you already own the charity. So And the cops can't look into who gave you the money. It's... I mean, it's tax evasion, but it's but not the, robbing $5.7 million. But if the charity, if the person... Running the charity is the one who fixed it, and they can tie it to them. Then yes, they can be all frozen. Yep. Yes, but the identity of the person who donated is federally protected, so they have no way to see who gave them the money. I'm saying if that person gets caught, before but you're still they you're still going to go to jail because for the tax money. fraud. No, you're still going to go to jail for the money because their money has a trail. This trail starts with you when it hits yeah. your bank. I'm account. saying if you're the person <laughs> fixing the thing, and you're the person that's identity is protected by releasing it that money Listen, is I had a good idea for keeping the millions of dollars I just stole let me keep it okay well, I'll let you have this one we are yeah. talking about fantasy heist here yes. so yeah I just hypothetical about I got a question about a car <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> see I would like to do something completely I would pull off a heist however I wouldn't do it for profitable gain of any kind what the fuck's the point 
fun. <laughs> I'm going to commit crimes just because I'm bored. We got have you that. ever done something just to say that you did it? No, I would do it for... Not, well, fun is the one number one thing because I love crime. Um, but <laughs> Lovely, lovely crimes. I would love to somehow break into all the information, like the secret hidden information that the government is holding back on everything. Mm. So every... Thing that you want is, to break into Langley. That's what you want I to want to get every bit... Who killed JFK? Jag or Hoover? You want the Hoover's Mike Hoffa? Like, all the CIA type stuff. Say, Did you, you want... just say Jimmy Hoffa? It was the mob who killed him. They was never found his <laughs> fully. He was at... It's in Yankee Stadium. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> under home plate, I think. Yeah. <laughs> but, it's like Walt Disney's buried underneath the uh, Magic Kingdom over here. Over right. <laughs> I would love to get all that information... And publicly expose it. Oh, you want to be the WikiLeaks guy, the guy who got arrested Wait, in Spain? No, I want to be the guy. That, uh, yes. <laughs> so every single thing, COVID, mm. any historical event that's all been kept secret and all been hidden and all been said. Hey, no, don't worry, America. The president's the secret book in the National Library. I want to take everything, <laughs> and then I want to release it to the world, and say. These are your people. This is Tony. Yes. <laughs> now, am... Excuse me, I have to go to a country that oh. doesn't have an extradition yeah. treaty. <laughs> I, I, would, I would totally, you know, for something like that, if all that stuff really exists and we are really all being lied to and fucked over. As oh, much we as, definitely are. As we're much as classified. As, yeah. If we are, I would happily, happily put my face on a recording after the information and be like, here's my address and wait for him. And I would happily go to prison for that just to see the rest of the world. Because it would become anarchy then. Mm-hmm. Because riots, the jails and prisons would be overrun, and I'd be right back out on the streets. And they're not going to worry about me at that point because they got to worry about. Yeah, the whole I'm thinking world. they won't worry about you because they're going to pull an Epstein on you if no, you do that. No, we're good. They won't have time for that. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> we're good. All right, so I've got Fort Knox. You've got classified information <laughs> in the middle of Langley. So good luck with that one. Like you're getting into Fort Knox. <laughs> I have a better chance of getting into Fort Knox than you have getting into Langley. I know a guy. <laughs> Mr. Langley. They've got cranes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I got a big crane. And it takes a month to put it into position. And they don't explain it all. They just start shipping no, car but I, Here's what I'm going to do. Everybody at Langley, I'm going to have somebody create a distraction. Every, every person at Langley is going to come out. Guys, there's a car in a pool. <laughs> Does anybody know they got the quarter pool? And everybody's going to go out there and wonder how they got well, the car. And then the all stops, when the hell did we get a pool? And then you just drop dead. No, and I walk in. And then I just sneak in. So they're all focused on That's the like car. That's like saying, you know, I'm going to walk into the library, uh, lobby, pull the fire alarm, and just wait for everyone to leave. Yeah. What's that? Wait, you don't call a bomb threat on language? <laughs> <laughs> they need to hire you because your espionage skills are apparently very good. Oh, they're wonderful. <laughs> you have no idea. I'm just remembering the Colin Farrell movie where he tries to become a, like a secret, a spook for spooks, and then he gets fired, and then Al Pacino like yeah has him do like side yeah the recruit. That's a good one. <laughs> that has a good That's one. That's a good That's one, good. Mickey. That's a spicy meatball. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we are just about right at time here. All right, go See? Fort Knox. Go yeah, go Fort go Langley. <laughs> Honorable mention to a movie that I talked about beforehand. Uh, focus with Will Smith. Yes. It's a very good one. Will Smith or Bruce Willis? Will Smith. Okay. This time it is Will Smith. <laughs> yes. And, and it's like, it's so cool. Like, my favorite part is like when they're doing, when they make the bet with the guy in the box mm-hmm. and they 
tell him that he's gonna, you know, he's gonna know what number he's thinking of and how much they put that number in front of him and like how they subjectively made him pick the number so he already knew what number he was gonna use mm. when he when he picked the the player what mm-hmm. what number he was. So that that was so cool. Subliminal messages. <laughs> Pound sign, count movies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> count artists. All right. Well, we are out of time. Thank you all for joining us and talking. Oh, wait, I do have for our listeners. I do have a request. Okay. In the comments of wherever you listen to, please let me know where the hell Fort Knox is because I'm saying Ohio, <laughs> but I'm not 100 percent sure on that. He wants to rob the place. I don't even know where it's at. <laughs> Step one: remember, figure out it's- where it's at. Northeast-ish. Okay. <laughs> you know, you can just type it in Google. It's not- yeah, like, they already heard what I'm saying. The <laughs> yeah. last thing I want to do is put that into my search history. <laughs> Gee, where is Fort Knox and who has tried to rob it? <laughs> How to rob Fort Knox. Yeah, Google Most successful out. attempt to yeah. rob Fort <laughs> It's like the most successful attempt to escape uh, the rock or Alcatraz. <laughs> right. All right, so anybody it's out there listening. On the beach of San Francisco. <laughs> They're the most successful one. Let Patrick know uh, where Fort Knox is, and yeah. then he can begin his planning because he's kind of at a standstill until that happens. <laughs> I um, mean, inflation is getting ridiculous. <laughs> I'm going to need some extra income, yeah. and God damn it, I'm not getting a second job. <laughs> so I'm just going to commit unbelievably grand larceny. <laughs> That's good. I mean, it is an option. I've and been telling you, you to commit crime for a long time now. <laughs> yeah, but the crimes you're telling me to commit are awful. No. Robbing Fort Knox is legendary. <laughs> My crimes are fantastic. But we'll get into that. That's another argument for yeah, another that's time. A, that's a discussion for the bar. Yeah. <laughs> this time. So until next time, thank you all for joining us for Movie Talks and Chill. We're your hosts. I'm Tony Serrato. I'm Gavin Butts. I'm Patrick Wall. All right, guys. Take care. Don't forget, guys, you can visit us at our website, movietalksandchill.com. Email us at talktous at movietalksandchill.com or find us on our YouTube channel. Uh, you can also follow us on social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Movie Talks and Chill. You can listen to us on Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, coming soon to Apple Podcasts, CastBox, and Overcast. New episodes available every Wednesday. Talk to you then. Theme music for our podcast was composed, arranged, and performed by Paul The Rock.